Hey, I should've put you somewhere where no one could find you. Mansion out in the sticks with nothing around you. Katy, Texas, Dallas, Texas, you know a different environment. Cause you got desires. I know, I know, I know. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm gonna welcome you to yet another episode of the Unpopular Podcast. It's your boy Jalen. And if you're watching the visuals of this on YouTube, uh, as you can clearly see, I'm not on my set, but the set's in the background. Um, I was going to come up here and, and make an elaborate lie. I had a Super Bowl party at my house, uh, and to make room for everything, I had to take the set down, like the table and stuff, and I just got late. I worked all day yesterday, and I didn't feel like putting it up before this, so this is what y'all getting. Uh, first of all, thank you. If you, even if you're listening and not watching or watching, not listening, I appreciate you guys for coming. I appreciate you guys for listening, watching. Please subscribe. Please subscribe. Please subscribe. If you listen to this on iTunes or your yeah, iTunes podcast, leave a comment or, or rate it however you think it deserves. Um, again, please subscribe. And, and yeah, so like I just said at a Super Bowl party, which means that there was a Super Bowl that just happened. And on my Super Bowl predictions... I put, or Super Bowl prediction episode, I predicted that the Chiefs were going to win in a shootout. I believe I said like 38 to 31. And the reason why I thought the Chiefs were going to win was because of Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes has played in an all-time level the, the, the past two years. And, I'm not, and, and I've heard a lot of people saying, oh, because he won a Super Bowl, he's greatest quarterback ever. Chill out. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes is he has all the talents and the and the skill set to be an all-time uh, great quarterback but just 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 pump the brakes. But what we saw in this game was like we said before a tale of two of two teams and 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 two teams that like to play two different ways clashing together. When you look at the Kansas City Chiefs Kansas City Chiefs is a fast, high-octane team. You have Patrick Mahomes. You have Travis Kelsey. You have Sammy Watkins. You have Williams. You have Tyreek Hill. That offense wants to get out and run. And even on defense, you have, you know, Tyron Matthew. You have some very fast pieces. It's a very fast team altogether. The defense is, was always a question mark, especially coming into the year and last year. It was always a question mark. But when you get people like... Uh, Frank Clark, and when you get a Tyron Matthew, that that those two pieces alone can can not even not just afford you space, but afford you they they clean they're cleaners. And when I say cleaners, you can have the dirtiest car ever, but if you have cleaners, i.e., cleaning the car, you it'll make the car even if it doesn't clean the entire car, it still makes the car look better, and. With the infusion of Frank Clark and the infusion of Tyron Matthews, that defense was playing a lot better. But like I said, the Kansas City Chiefs is a fast team. It's a finesse team. It's a team that they don't mind putting 50, 52 points on your head, and they will do it fast. When you look over to the 49ers, it is a, it is a, it is a rugged, ground-and-pound team. Yeah, Jimmy, you have Jimmy Garoppolo. Who, who is a solid player, but they want to run. You have Moister, uh, Robert Morrissey. You have, they, they want to run it down your throats and suffocate you with defense. DeForest Buckner, Nick, Nick Bosa, Richard Sherman, 
they have the pieces and oh and, and D Ford. <laughs> they have they have the pieces to give any offensive line troubles. And that's what you saw, especially the first half of the game. First half and probably the first half of the third quarter. You saw the 49ers defense was suffocating. They were causing Patrick Mahomes a lot of problems. They were causing uh, Kansas City Chiefs offensive line tons of problems. Patrick Mahomes really didn't have time, wasn't having a lot of time. After that initial drive where they scored, Patrick Mahomes looked shell-shocked. He looked like he, he, he didn't know where he was. He, he looked like he wasn't ready for the moment. The, off, the Kansas City Chiefs offensive line wasn't playing well. Nick Bosa was pretty much getting to Patrick Mahomes at will. He might not have had a lot of sacks, but he was causing problems for Patrick Mahomes. Tyreek Hill, he wasn't, they weren't really able to cause separation. Travis Kelsey wasn't doing much that first half. The Kansas City Chiefs looked bad. And the thing that made it even worse was while the 49ers weren't blowing you away offensively, they were doing what they needed to do. Jimmy Garoppolo, while he was passing a lot more than I thought he would pass, he was he was getting plays. Yeah, George Kittle wasn't except for that big he had, he had a big pass or big pass catch and he had that huge offensive uh interference. George Kittle really wasn't doing much, but the 49ers were 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 moving. You know, they they were getting big run. De- Debo Samuels or yeah, San 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 Samuels. Yeah. <laughs> they were getting big runs, big chunk runs. And you even hear Tyron Matthews say I'm so glad they stopped running. And that is where I want to get to my first point. A lot of people want to blame Kyle Shanahan for quote-unquote blowing the game. So if if you didn't watch the game, hey, I don't know why you're listening to this because it's a sports podcast, but it is what it is. (laughs) If you didn't watch the game, the Kansas City Chiefs came back. They were down 20-10 to in the fourth quarter and came back and won. With, and they they didn't a lot of people want to say they came back it took the whole fourth quarter no they were down 20 to 10 with like six minutes left and in that six minutes it looked dire like it looked like they they weren't getting anything they they looked bad yeah they had a couple of couple of big plays but it wasn't mounting to anything but after that I think it was like a 66 yard pass or 68 yard pass that Patrick Mahomes threw to Tyreek Hill, that pretty much blew the game wide open. It's, it's kind of like a shooter. A shooter can have a bad game, but if you put him on the foul line and he, he hits maybe three or four foul shots and sees the ball go in, it's lights out at that point. And that's what you saw in the game. Patrick Mahomes, once he had that big plaz, they just they just started rolling. And you saw it took six, it took about maybe seven or eight minutes for the Kansas City Chiefs not only to come back to come back in the game cuz like I said it was 20 to 10 but they took the lead. They scored 21 unanswered points. They scored they went on a 21 overrun. Like like it's basketball. And that's the same thing that you saw the Kansas City Chiefs do against the Houston Texans. They just go on a big run and once they're on the run, once they're they're moving, you can't really stop them. But back to my first point, a lot of people want to blame Kyle Shanahan 
for blowing the game. And it doesn't help that Kyle Shanahan was a major part of the, the, the Atlanta Hawks being up 28-3 in that Super Bowl and the Patriots ultimately coming back and winning. You know, his clock management was kind of off. His, and now, of course, he wasn't the head coach, but he was the offensive coordinator. His clock management was off. His, the way that he, he, he stopped, even though you're up that much, you stop running the ball. And you kind of saw that yesterday, or you kind of saw that, yeah, it was yesterday. You kind of saw that yesterday during the game. No, Sunday. You kind of saw that Sunday during the game. They, they were up 20 to 10. You, you just get Patrick Mahomes. You, you, you get a second pick of the game, which is the second pick of the postseason for him. And then you you run you you pass the ball. Now anybody that knows the 49ers know this. They are a run first team. Yes, Jimmy Garoppolo was good, but we all know Jimmy Garoppolo ha- is prone to throw the ball up for grabs at least one or two times the entire game, which he did. He threw the ball up. I'm going to say about two two times. And once, no, three times. He threw the ball up three times. And I believe it was in the second quarter and the fourth. And both times, and I told y'all, all you have to do is go get it and, and it could change the game. And that's what happened. The, the Kansas City Chiefs got, the, got two interceptions and they were huge interceptions. They were momentum killing or momentum changing interceptions. Again, people want to blame Kyle Shanahan. And this, this is what I understand. I can understand why it's kind of like the tail. It's kind of like it's kind of like a balancing, a balancing act. I can kind of understand why you would continue to pass because you're going against the Kansas City Chiefs. You understand? Yeah, you want to burn the clock and run the clock, but you also understand this team can put up 41 unanswered points in about five minutes. So I would understand if you want to continue to go big and, and try to continue to put points on the board, not just, not just three, but six or, six or seven points because you don't, you don't want, again, we've seen Kansas City Chiefs go on huge runs quickly. You don't want that to happen to you, especially if you, 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 can, you can help it. I, I, one thing that is a little questionable to me is the end of the first half when Kyle Shanahan, they, they, they had three timeouts. They didn't call any. They could have at least put, you know, put another f- touchdown or field goal on the board. They didn't. That was, that was a little iffy clock management-wise. But, again, I can understand why, you know, you just get the second interception on Patrick Mahomes and you elected to pass. I kind of understand that. But on but to play devil's advocate, I kind of understand why people are upset because you have the ball. It's the fourth quarter or the end of the third. You have the ball. You're up 20 to 10. The last thing you want to do is give it back to Patrick Mahomes. And the last thing and the second last thing you want to do is have Jimmy Garoppolo dictate the game especially when the running game you know the running game has been so good this the entire game you you you, it's kind of head scratching that you elect to go 
to go away from that in the second half. And it was a second half that the Kansas City Chiefs came back. So I can understand both both uh, arguments. But the, the biggest the biggest takeaway that I, cu- I took from that game is Jimmy Garoppolo, as good as he is, he is what I thought he was. He is a player that, while he's, he's still a really, really good player, do not get me wrong, but we saw a couple times when, he, when all you had to do was throw it to the check down, and he couldn't do that. Uh, he, all you had to do was throw it to, to George Kittle, about five, five, six yards, he throws behind him. You have the biggest play that I thought really, really was a tall tale sign of the entire game. You it's in the fourth. It's the fourth quarter. The Chiefs just score. You have a big play. This if you would have got this, they would have won. I don't. I don't know if they would have won, but they would have scored, of course. Jimmy G drops back. You have Emmanuel Sanders beat two people. Emmanuel Sanders beat two people in coverage. You throw him the ball. If you would have throw it, threw it at his pocket, if you, if you would have been like Russell Wilson, who is one of the best deep throw or deep throw passers in the league, if you would have been like Aaron Rodgers, who's one of the best deep throw pa- deep threat passers in the league, he throws it. If you would have threw it in his pocket, it would have been a walk in touchdown. But you overthrow him. Jimmy G to me. The jury is still out. Yes, he made it to the Super Bowl, but the jury is still out on Jimmy G. I don't know if he is, if he can be a a if he can be a how am I gonna I don't I don't know if he can be the best player on your team and and win a Super Bowl. I don't know if he can be the best player on your team and get to a Super Bowl. When you look at the 49ers, again you have their defense is really their driving force of that team. You have what most of their defense were Pro Bowlers. Nick Nick Bosa, who was, rookie, who was defensive rookie of the year, or yeah, defensive rookie of the year. You have uh, DeForest Buckner. You have D Ford. You have Richard Sherman. They have so many pieces on the on the defensive side of the ball that it's easy for them to cover and mask a lot of problems that the 49ers really have now. This kind of goes into the next topic I want to talk about was predictions for... Ne- well, one of the topics I want to talk about was predictions for next year. Do I think that the 49ers have what it takes to make it back to the Super Bowl? Of course. They're a young team. A lot of players that they have, a lot of very important players that they have are still under contract. or still need to see what happens with Richard Sherman while he's not under con- well, I mean, while he's still under contract. You know, he, he's... The playoffs really exposed his age. He had a really good, a really good season, of course. But in the playoffs, you saw even even though they destroyed the Packers, you saw the 49ers and Devontae Adams. I mean, the Packers and the and Devontae Adams kind of had a field day on Richard Sherman, and we kind of saw that with Sammy Watkins and Richard Sherman in the Super Bowl, but. A lot of players that are important are still coming back. Jimmy G, uh, Morster, you can get him back. Uh, Dabo Samuels, or Samuels, whatever his name is, you can get him back. The whole defense, they're pretty much coming back. So do I think that they can make it back? Of course. Do I think that the Kansas City Chiefs can make it back? Of course. Anytime you have Patrick Mahomes helming you know, as your starting quarterback, you have a shot to make it to the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes is just that good. 
And of course, you still have Kelsey, you have Tyreek Hill. You know, I always say these names because that's how important they are to the 49er. I mean, to the Kansas City Chiefs. Yes, they can make the Super Bowl. But back to the other point, I don't know if Jimmy G has what it takes. And of course, you can always get better. I mean, we saw players like Lamar Jackson. I don't know if they have what it takes or if he has what it takes to be your best player on a championship team. Yeah, he can be a really important player on a championship team, but the best player, no. I I would say probably Nick Bosa is the best player and we kind of see when you're best when you're the best player, that unit pretty much is special and we saw that with the defense. So, I, it was a really good game. Uh, it was it was a really a really good game. Again, I thought it was going to be a shootout. I, I think I had thirty eight to thirty one Chiefs, but what I did what we did see was like a shooter. Once you see a couple of free throws or a couple of layups or a couple of mid ranges or a couple of threes go in, you're hot. The last thing you want to do is is give Steph Curry a wide open three if he's 0 for 6. Because if he hits that one, you know it can be a long night for the rest of the night for you. Patrick Mahomes, like I said, he was he was struggling the entire game. It, he was having one of the worst games he has ever had. Like if you if you just take what Patrick Mahomes did the first half and a in the first part of the third quarter, Patrick Mahomes looked like he didn't even belong on the field. He was overthrowing people. He had two interceptions. He 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 looked horrible. He was he looked shell shocked. He looked he wasn't able to get out the pocket like he wanted to. He it just he just looked bad. But that fourth quarter was legendary. That fourth quarter is one of the best fourth quarters we've seen from him. And that's why I would have that's why I pick the the Kansas City Chiefs to win because when you have Patrick Mahomes, you know, it, it, it masks a lot of problems. So congratulations to the uh, Kansas City Chiefs for winning the first Super Bowl in 50 years. Congrats to Andy Reid. You know, a lot of people wanted to question, is Andy Reid a Hall of Famer? Is Andy Reid one of the best coaches we've ever had in the, in the NFL? Is Andy Reid... Can Andy Reid win you the big game? We've seen when he was... You know, back in his previous team, you saw when he was with Philly. He can get you. He, he's he's been to plenty of AFC and NFC championships. He's been to Super Bowl a couple times, but he's never won it. He a lot of people's like you know. A lot of people question his clock management. I I remember that. A lot of people question some of the decisions he made on you know play calling. But what we saw was. He just needed the quarterback. He's never yeah, you have Alex Smith, but we've seen Alex Smith can can is good, but can't get you he, he isn't great. He can't get you over the top. Alex Smith, you know he's like a he's like a student that just continues to get B's. Now B's get degrees, don't get me wrong. C's get degrees. But when you're do you want a, a player like when you get a player that's strictly B's, like all they get is B's you're going to run into a, a teacher that expects A's, or you're going to run into a student that gets nothing but A's. And then the B's look a lot, a lot less, even though they are less than A's, of course. They, they're going to look a lot less than the kid that gets all A's. 
when you have Alex Smith, when you have a Donovan McNabb, yeah, you can have top top tier talent. You can have a Kareem Hunt. You can have a Tyree Kill. You can have a um, Terrell Owens. But if you if you don't have the quarterback, you, you're, you're you're strapped. There, the only time I can I can really think there, there's been a couple times when you know the quarterback wasn't as important. The two times I can think of it was. And it's funny. It was it was the Ravens both times. <laughs> the what the 2000 Ravens when Trent Dilford won, but that's when they had the all-time defense and the Ravens with Joe Flacco. But Joe Flacco was on a historic tear that that pre, that postseason. I think if you just take Joe Flacco's postseason numbers, he's one of the, he was one of the greatest postseason quarterbacks we've ever seen that year. So Again, if you don't have the quarterback, it's really tough and it really straps you down for how good your team can be. And that's what we saw with Andy Reid. Andy Reid never had the quarterback until now. And now that he has it, hell, he is a D Ford offensive. No, D, he's a D Ford offsides away from two consecutive Super Bowl trips. You know, that, 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 that just shows you, you know, we saw... Well, when we watched the pre-game, post-game, and we saw, you know, Travis Kelsey, we saw so many players come out and 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 say, you know, we did this for Andy Reid. You know, congratulations to Andy Reid. Andy Reid is a coach that anybody would want to play for. Andy Reid, there's never been a place except maybe the end of Philly where we we heard a lot of criticism from players from Andy Reid. Andy Reid is a player's coach, and you know. Th- we saw we saw this whole this whole season anytime there was success and and you ask a player they would bring it back to Andy Reid like you can really tell that the players wanted to win this for Andy so congratulations to Andy Reid congratulations to Eric Bieniemy you know he he is the offensive coordinator for the Chiefs and he was masterful in how he called the plays especially the second half you know the good one thing that we we, we we don't talk about enough is halftime adjustments. You know, the, the one like last year. We look at last year's Super Bowl with the Patriots and the 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 Rams. The Rams didn't make any halftime adjustments. Even though they needed to, they didn't make any halftime adjustments. Halftime adjustments are so critical for teams, especially teams that are struggling, because hell, you, you need to get out the struggle. And if you don't make enough, if you don't make the necessary changes, you can. You have a teams are good enough that if you don't make halftime adjustments, you're going to lose. I don't care if you're up, you're going to lose. Now the Kansas City Chiefs made halftime adjustments and it worked miracles. The 49ers made halftime adjustments this game that were kind of questionable. There, you can't tell me. There's not a situation where. I would have thought that the 49ers and Jimmy G would throw the ball more than they ran this entire game. You heard Tyron Matthew at the end of the game say, I want to thank God that the 49ers stopped running the ball. Morstead, Morstead, Robert Morstead, that's his name. (laughs) You saw he had a touchdown run. They They were gashing them for... 10, 11 yard runs. Hell, they they were averaging six yards a carry or six and a half yards a carry. 
the entire game and you go away from that. I don't, I, again, I, it's, it's very head-scratching to me, but, you know, I don't know. You, you wouldn't, if, if you would have told me going into the game. Now, I know that I picked the Kansas City Chiefs to win anyways, but if you would have went into the game and you told me that at the end of the game, the 49ers and Jimmy G would have more passing yards than rushing yards, I would have said, oh yeah, they got blown out. <laughs> like, because Jimmy G, at least this point in his career, is not that, not that quarterback to win shootouts. Yes, yes, yes. I understand that he won the shootout against the Saints. But that was one game. Uh, That's one game. We've seen Jimmy G, he he, he needs to do a better job protecting the ball. He needs to do a better job, you know, reading reading coverages. And and, and this is not me bashing Jimmy G. Hell, he he had a really good season. He had a really good year. He he made it to the Super Bowl. Him and the 49ers made it to the Super Bowl. So this isn't me bashing Jimmy G. This is just me saying... Jimmy G has his limitations right now, and if if it wasn't if you if if you think you're going to win a game, especially a Super Bowl game, especially a game against Patrick Mahomes, where you throw the ball more than you run the ball, and you're a run first run first team going against a defense that was getting gashed because of the run. Yeah, nah, it's not gonna work for you, Slim. So, again, I, I this this, this kind of goes into the next topic was an overview of the year where I was wrong in some some instances and where I was right. I was extremely wrong. Well, it's again, it's kind of like a, a balancing act. I was extremely wrong when we talked about the Super Bowl predictions. Now. My Super Bowl predictions, if you've noticed, changed throughout the year. But I'm, a, I'm, I'm. It's okay for me to change, especially when I see things that happen. I, I think going into the year, I had the the Patriots, and uh, I think I had the Patriots and the Saints making it to the Super Bowl. Then the season went went on, and we saw the tear Lamar Jackson and the Ravens were going on. We saw how good uh, Aaron Rodgers and the, and the Packers were. We saw how good Russell Wilson was. We saw how good the Saints were. I believe I changed, and I don't believe, I know I changed my pick to the Ravens and the, and the, uh, the Saints making it to the Super Bowl. Hell, I even tweeted one time, if the Ravens make, if the Ravens and Saints make the Super Bowl, I'm having a Super Bowl party. I still had a Super Bowl party, but as we saw, the Ravens and the Saints both didn't make it. I was extremely wrong about my Super Bowl picks. I was extremely wrong about the 49ers. I did not see the 49ers. Now, to, to credit to me, <laughs> the 49ers came off a 4-12 and season last year. Now, yes, I understand Jimmy G, you know, he, he was injured the entire year. Yes, I understand they didn't have Nick Bosa. Yes, I understand they really didn't have a quarterback that, that, that you could trust. But I didn't see a 4-12 team then turning around and being 13-3. and I didn't see Jimmy G being that good 
to lead them. And when I say that good, while he wasn't, you know, throwing bombs over the top, I didn't see Jimmy G being able to to steady a ship or steady a ship enough to to make the 49ers damn near unstoppable until excuse me until they got to the Super Bowl. I didn't expect Emmanuel Sanders not only getting traded to the 49ers but being such a big piece to the 49ers championship aspirations. So, I didn't see it coming. Another thing I was wrong with, well, let me not bash me. One thing that I was right about were the uh, Cleveland Browns. A lot of people, especially a lot of the analysts on TV, thought that the Cleveland Browns were good enough to make it to the, to the, to the, to the AFC Championship. I was like, chill out, bro. Yes, I know you got OBJ. Yes, I know you have Baker coming back. Yes, I know you have Jarvis Landry. Yes, I know you have Nick Chubb. You have all these pieces, but like I like I am famous for, when you're building a house, the foundation has to be sturdy, or you can put anything in a house and it will crumble. When you still had yeah, the coaching was in shambles, the front office was in shambles. Even with these 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 beautiful pieces, if you have a Ferrari, right? You can have a Ferrari, but if the engine is bad and you still get it car and you still get the car washed almost every day, it doesn't matter. It's still a bad car. That's what the that's what the Cleveland Browns with the Cleveland Browns have all this talent, but the foundation, the coaching staff, the front office was still bad, and because of that, you know, that's 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 what that's that's where we are. And 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 we and we saw not only were the, the, the Browns one of the most disappointing teams this year, but they were one of the worst teams on offense, even with all the talent they had. Now defensively they were they were straight defensively. You know, you had Miles Garrett, even though he was suspended the, the, the latter half of the season. Their defense was straight. It's just their offense was horrible. Even with, like I said, OBJ, Nick Chubb, Jarvis Landry, Baker Mayfield. They they just couldn't get it together, and I was I was right about that. I was right about that. Now I was wrong about my Redskins. I thought the Redskins, I I didn't know they were going to make the playoffs. I didn't. I I wasn't a hundred percent sure they were going to make the playoffs, but I thought that they would be better than what they were. I thought that I thought that Dwayne Haskins was going to able to come, was going to be able to come in fast and 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 just be out the gates. I didn't think that him and I, I didn't think that him and the coaching staff weren't were going to see eye to eye. I didn't see uh, Jay Gruden. Well, I knew we needed to change, but I didn't think they were going to fire him mid-season. I didn't think it, it just got bad. <laughs> so I didn't think that the Ravens were going to be that bad. Oh man, I was I was wrong about Lamar Jackson. I, I didn't I. I don't think anybody saw, even Ravens fans saw, him making that leap that fast. Him, last time we saw Lamar Jackson before this season, he was getting booed at home in a playoff game against the Chargers. I didn't see him then turning around and becoming one of the best quarterbacks in the entire league, good enough to be a unanimous MVP. Like, I didn't see it coming. I, I didn't. 
I did see coming of, though, that the Saints were going to be as good as they were. I know a lot of people said, you know, they lost, what, two years at the time, two years in a row, the heartbreak fashion. They weren't going to, they were going to regress. I said, you still have Drew Brees, you still have Michael Thomas, you still have Alvin Kamara. They, I think they were still going to be good. Now, I didn't see, I thought that the, it was a little bleak when Drew Brees, you know, I think he broke his thumb. But Teddy Bridgewater was incredible. I think they, they won like five of those six games or four of the five games or something like that. Or I think they won all the games. <laughs> but I thought, they were, I thought they were good enough to make the Super Bowl. They, they clearly weren't. So, and, and I guess the last thing I was wrong or last thing I was right about was the... What was another? Oh, boom. Was the Vikings. I said, and, I, and I've said this for a while, you're only going to go, and I said it just earlier, you're only going to go as far as your quarterback takes you. There is a reason why the Redskins, even though the Redskins, and don't get me, I'm a Redskins fan, but there's a reason why the Redskins are known for their dysfunction. There's a reason why the Redskins are known for their front office blunders, for their player acquisition blunders. They're, they're known for blunders. But one thing I do know is there's a reason why you have Kirk Cousins in the building and you franchise tag him three times in a, three years in a row. First time that's ever happened. Because we know that Kirk Cousins is, 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 is a solid quarterback. He is a little better than Alex Smith. But one thing that we also know is he, we don't know if he can win the big games. Now, yes, the biggest game and the biggest throw of his career was against the Saints when he, they got to overtime and he threw it to Adam Thielen. He threw that bomb to Adam, Adam Thielen. But I think that was like one of his first wins in prime time. It's like Kirk Cousins. He's he's an, he's an average quarterback. He's a, no, he's a he's an average above average quarterback. He's not a C quarterback. He's not a B. He's like a B minus C plus quarterback. And I've said many many times the Vikings on paper have one of the best teams top to bottom in the entire league but there should be no reason why when they go up against the 49ers when they go up against a a Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers they are the lesser team and they have better pieces than the 49ers to me than the the Green Bay Packers but this the quarterback if the quarterback can't can't maximize that then what then then there's not much you can do about it and I was right, even, even with Kirk Cousins, or even with, you know, Adam Thielen, even with Stephon Diggs, even with Delvin Cook, even with that vaunted defense, you're only as good as your quarterback. And, and, and as we've seen, Kirk Cousins just might not be it. So this season is, is over with. We just did our... You know, looking back on this season, just a couple predictions I have of this of the next season. I think that the I don't think that the Ravens will be as good as they were this year, but I don't think that they're they're taking a mighty step back. And let me explain. I think that 
I, I didn't I didn't see Lamar Jackson, like I just said, be this good this year. And because of that, I'm expecting Lamar Jackson to take another step. I'm expecting Lamar I'm expecting Lamar Jackson to to be incredible. Now, do I think that the Ravens will be gangbusters and be throttling and destroying people like they were this year? No. But I do think that they'll still be good. I do think they'll still be in contention for a Super Bowl. I do think that Lamar Jackson will improve. I do think that, you know, Mark Ingram, his health will get back together and, and that'll be good. The defense will be as, as, as good as it was this year, even though, you know, they're, they're one year older. I, think, I don't think that they'll be as good and just destroy people like they did this year. But I do think that the Ravens will be in contention for at least a Super Bowl or, or, or have the team good enough to win a Super Bowl. Now, when we look at the Saints, there's, uh, there's a post out now saying Drew Brees is seriously considering retirement. You know, he's getting older. He doesn't know if he, he wants to do it anymore. That, to me, yeah, you, you, you still have Tyson Hill. You still have Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater in the building. But that, to me, is a huge, uh, huge decision on, uh, that, that'll affect, of course, the Saints franchise. That'll affect Drew Brees, of course. That'll affect their playoff, their, not playoff, their Super Bowl hopes. I think if Drew Brees plays like he did this year, yeah, he had one bad game in the playoffs, but if he played like he did this year, even you know coming back from the injury, the Saints have a have as good as anyone's chance to make the Super Bowl. I think that if he retires, yeah, you still have Alvin Kamara, yeah, you still have Michael Thomas, you still have Ben Watson, you know. But I think that will drastically affect their Super Bowl chances. I think the Cowboys have a chance to, 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 to do something. It's just I don't know how they'll be if they fr- – and, and, and all signs are leaning towards franchise tagging Dak Prescott. I don't know how, how – I don't know. That, that can go one or two ways. That can be a Kirk Cousins type situation. That can be, be a, a positive situation for the team. I, I don't know how that will go. I do know that the last thing that you want is a disgruntled quarterback – on a team that a lot of people think talent wise and I think they I think so too talent wise are at least good enough to make it to a Super Bowl. You know, when you have Byron Byron, when you Byron Jones, when you have Amari Cooper, when you have Zeke, when you have a new coach, when when you have Jalen Smith, you don't you don't you think that, and Jerry Jones has said it, the time is now. You think that you're good enough to win a Super Bowl now. And the last thing that you want is a disgruntled quarterback because you didn't want to pay him the money that he thinks. So I think that we definitely have to wait and see that. I don't think that the, the Seahawks would be that good next year. This is not, nothing against Russell Wilson. I think Russell Wilson is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. But I think the pieces around him... Yeah, you're getting pretty, you know, everyone was hurt this year. <laughs> Even the, like, I think three running backs got hurt. You had to bring Marshawn Lynch back. Yeah, everyone was hurt, but I think that they overachieved even with everybody hurt. And I think that was because of Russell Wilson. I don't know if they'll be that good next year. When I say that good, I don't know if they'll be as good as they were this year, next year. But I do, you know, I, I do think Russell Wilson will have an incredible season because he hasn't showed anything else. And, and I, you know, 
I don't know. I, I, even with all the pieces coming back, I don't think that they'll be as good. A team that I do think will be a lot better next year than they were this year are the Eagles. I think the Eagles, just like the Seahawks, were decimated with injury. And I think that when you get a lot of their pieces back, or most of the pieces back, when you get Carson Wentz healthy again, I think that they'll be... Like, a lot of people say that they, they, they had the Seahawks, I mean, not Seahawks, they had the Eagles winning the Super Bowl this year. I, I was one of those people, but I do see that if they are completely healthy, especially next year, I do think they have a, you know, they have a, a, a very good chance of at least making it deep in the playoffs. Uh, is there anything else I want to talk about prediction-wise for next year? Um, no, I think, I think Mike McCarthy would be okay. For the, for the Cowboys, I think that they just needed a new ear in the locker room. And I, I think that McCarthy would probably be it. Um, there, there are reports that the Redskins might trade the number two pick. Look, I understand that you have two ways of this. You have to be very careful if you're, if you're Washington. While your defense is still is pretty stout, you, you, we have a really good defense. It's just our offense is horrible. <laughs> I understand when you have a player like Chase Young sitting there, I understand you wanting to get him. And, and hell, I'm one of the people thinking that, thinking that you, should, you should get Chase Young. But I do also understand Chase Young has ha- a lot of people think his ceiling is a hall of fame. He he's that good. His technique is that good. He's that physical of a player. He's he, he's really good. He's he's a really good talent. And if you have that pick, you don't want to miss on that talent. We've seen pl- teams like the like the Bears. They missed on a Deshaun Watson. They missed on a Patrick Mahomes and got Mr. Biscuit. And you see you see what they're going through. You see the Cleveland Browns. They missed on a lot of people. And you see where they're going through. You don't want to miss on sure talent. And, and you don't want to miss on a sure thing. And no, of course, we don't know if Chase Young is going to be a Hall of Famer. We don't know if Chase Young is going to be that incredible. But we do know Chase Young, at least at his base, is good. I understand why you would why you would get Chase Young and I and I get that side and I'm on that side. I'm also on the side of if you have a team that's willing to trade down and and give you like pick number five, pick number seven, pick number eight, and and get like maybe four or five second, third, fourth round picks for the second overall pick. I also understand that too. You have pretty much a jump start on retooling your franchise. You, you brought Ron Rivera. You brought uh, Del Rio. You, you want to reinvigorate the franchise. And I get, if you, if you, instead of getting one player, you get maybe four or five, I get that. Especially when def- the defense isn't your weakest point. You can, go to, you can go and get Judy from Alabama. You can go and get a... a you can go and get... Um, the 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 wide receiver from Oklahoma was a D D something. You can go get him. It's just like I I get if they if they trade the number two pick, 
one, they better get a haul for it. And two, they better know that they better have a strategy and plan on how they're doing it. If they don't, then they're just it, it, they're just dead in the water. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if I have faith in Washington enough to make the right decision, but I do know that they have two really good options. They just have to capitalize on both options. You can get Chase Young and have one of the best defenses in the league, have a have a a Hall of Fame type player coming to your organization, or you can trade down and get maybe four or five picks and shore up that offense, shore up a little bit of the special teams. You know, we'll see how it goes. Um, but again, before I get off the NFL, again, I want to congratulate the Kansas City Chiefs for winning the Super Bowl. I want to congratulate Patrick Mahomes. I, don't, I want to congratulate all the African-Americans. This is Black History Month. I want to congratulate all the African-Americans for, you know, just their excellence in, in, in sports. You know, I want to congratulate, let's, let's just stick with football. You know, you have Michael Thomas, who won the Offensive Player of the Year. You have Lamar Jackson winning the, uh, Lamar Jackson winning the MVP. You have Stephon Gilmore winning Defensive Player of the Year. You have, of course, Patrick Mahomes winning the Super Bowl and Super Bowl MVP. So I want to shout out to, you know, black excellence. Of course, we know everything LeBron James and basketball is doing. Uh, shouts out to Serena, even though she didn't win the Open. You know, she, she still did her thing. Just just congratulations to African Americans for, for doing our things. Um, happy Black History Month to everybody. Even though this month should be longer, it is what it is. Uh, happy Black History Month to you guys. And again, congratulations to Patrick Mahomes and and Eric Bieniemy and Andy Reid for winning the Super Bowl and the Kansas City Chiefs ending a 50-year drought. So, uh, moving on to the NBA, there isn't really much going on in the NBA. the The All Star Game is is you know All Star Weekend is coming. We saw that they're they're changing the All Star Game format for Kobe Bryant and Gigi Bryant. Uh, I think. LeBron James' team will be wearing all two, like number two. And Gian- Team Giannis will be wearing all 24. That's, I think that they're not, they're not doing a fourth quarter. It's like you have to win by 24 points. And I think the, what they're saying is the um, score goes back to zero every, every quarter. And whoever wins the quarter, I think, goes to like charity or something like that. I think that's really interesting. I think that's good that they're, you know, honoring Kobe Bryant that way and Gigi Bryant. And it's, it's just a different way to look at the All-Star game. As we've known, the All-Star game has kind of been hit or miss the last few years. A lot of people have tuned out because, you know, they want to see a defensive show or they want to see the, the players actually care a, a little bit more and, and give a little bit more effort. And I get that. So, you know, I think that, you know, with Kobe, unfortunately, passing and his daughter, unfortunately, passing, I think that this gives the All-Star, it's good that they're doing, it's good that they're, you know, dedicating this to Kobe. And it's good that, you know, we'll, we'll see how this turns out and we'll see how good this All-Star game is. And with the All-Star game comes the trade deadline. We, we, we've heard a lot of, a lot of players you know, we heard about Derrick Rose. I, I'm still, I don't know. We heard Derrick Rose to the Lakers. I don't know about that because 
one thing that LeBron James thrives on is, is having the ball. And the one thing Derrick Rose thrives on, we've seen this when they both were in Cleveland. I don't know how good they are, each, you know, with, with uh, one having the ball and one not having the ball. Derrick Rose having a great year. Of course, LeBron James is having a LeBron James year. So I, I don't know about that. But that's, it's, you know, they're, they're, Kuzma has been, has been um, linked to being on the trade block. Uh, Clint Capella of the Rockets has been linked to being on the trade block. And don't get me wrong, Derrick Rose has been on the trade block, but not because he's bad. It's just because the Pistons are bad, and I think they want to get off a of Blake Griffin contract and or, or get off of big, hefty contracts, and Derrick Rose might just be, uh, you know, Derrick Rose just, just might be a casualty. I don't know. Uh, I think that, you know, Portland needs to be buyers. I think that the Lakers need to be buyers, especially when we talk about an offensive point guard. I think the Rockets need to be sellers. I think Rockets need to be sellers and buyers. I think the Wizards are probably going to be sellers trying to get off some contracts, even though we know that they're not really good enough to make the um, playoffs. Oh, and speaking of that, all-star snubs. Now, we got the reserves for the East and, and the West, and we got the stars for the East and the West. I understand. Now, this is an all-star game, and Devin Booker kind of hit it on the head. I understand when you want to reward people for winning. I understand if you want to put a Kyle Lowry there for winning. You know, your te- his team is, what, second or third in the East. I get that. I, I understand you want to put... Uh, Sabonis because the Pacers are, are, are good this year. I get that. But I don't understand why you would put, when you want to reward winning, and I get this is the all-star game, but when you have a player or players that's putting up historic numbers, I don't see or understand why they are not in the all-star game. And I'm, I'm looking at Bradley Bill and Devin Booker. Both of the, Devin Booker is averaging over 27 points and shooting 50% from the field. We've never seen that. Bradley Beal is averaging nearly 29 points a game. I think his last six games, he's averaging like 34 points a game. Yes, I get that the Phoenix Suns and the Washington Wizards are not winning. I get that. But I do not understand if this is the all-star game. This isn't this isn't an all-star team. This is the all-star game where you get, you get certain players. I don't see how two players, this is the first time in NBA history that two players are averaging over 27 points a game and didn't make the all-star. Again, I, no, I don't think Kyle Lowry should have made it over Bradley Bill. I don't think that uh, Sabonis should have made it over Bradley Bill. And if you look on the east, I mean on the west, that's a little harder. I don't know who you take. Well, mm, a lot of people were saying you take out Chris Paul, but Chris Paul's been hooping. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't take take out Chris Paul. I don't know who you really take out in the on the West. That's a little harder. But I still think that a a a, a Devin Booker should have been in the All Star, and I definitely think that Bradley Beal was snubbed. So. Uh, I think there, that, there you have it. You know, I, I want to thank you guys again. Next week, I will be Lord willing, I will be back on my set back there. I was just too lazy to. There was a lot that I had to break down. Hell, if you look over here to my left, there's still a um, a table full of chips that I ain't even put up yet. So 
<laughs> I want to thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for watching. Again, please subscribe. Please subscribe. Please subscribe to wherever you listen. Please leave comments. Please leave you know ratings. I think iTunes does out of five. You know, rate what you think I deserve. I appreciate you guys. And please share. If you enjoy what you're listening to, if you enjoy what you're watching, if you enjoy me, if you enjoy the show, you know, share it with everybody. Uh, again, I appreciate you guys. I love you guys. And until next time, back on the new, back on the set. Much love. No cap. She let me and leave me, I gave her a reason She don't want a reason, she don't want to see me She don't want believe me, I tell her it's cold, I'm already freezing My heart ain't even beating, just talk to the repeat, put me on speaker He told me to keep you I know I ain't perfect, I shouldn't need to work on a nigga been working I know you uncertain, you ride for me and I drive you crazy and I know I've been swerving, I know you've been nervous, I know I've been reckless And now you all heartless and eyes all wordless I don't deserve you, you don't deserve this I turned a blessing into a burden, I'm really sorry I know it don't fix it, a nigga been wishing it, I can reverse it I know it don't help it, I know I look selfish and looks at deceiving But you looking further and you looking past me I'm just a has-been, how did this happen, what is occurring, what's your endurance You acting like you never been in love, like you just a tourist It was the purest till you got curious, you know that love don't come with assurance I blame the jurors so put me on trial, they was sick in your smile Now we just cured them, that got me furious People that knew of us, tell me they sorry I said it make two of us, wonder what ruined them Wonder how beautiful you look at your wedding When I'm in my funeral, god damn Let me leave me She let me and leave me, I gave her a reason She don't want a reason, she don't want to see me She don't want to believe me I tell her it's cold, I'm already freezing My heart ain't even beating Just talk to the repeat, put me on speaker He told me to keep you So I tried to call, but I couldn't reach you You blocked my number I feel like James Harden You blocked my jumper, goddamn Who you loving, who you wanna be fucking Since it ain't me, just tell her homie he's lucky I'm lonely for nothing I'm staring at the phone and the button The causes are coming I'm staring at the walls I've been punching These walls did me nothing I'm thinking about the ball I've been fumbling When stars were abundant Then shit happened And all of a sudden The tallest start flushing Try to avoid the confront And enjoy the consumption Where outside noise and seduction is harder to function Look up at the angels They hovering They show me the light They told me that I know that I'm wrong But I don't know what's right Goddamn you must hate me. Let me leave me. She let me leave me. I gave her a reason. She don't want a reason. She don't want to see me. She don't want to believe me. I tell her it's cold. I'm already freezing. My heart ain't even beating. Just talk to the repeat. Put me on speaker. He told me to keep you. So I tried to call, but I couldn't reach you. You blocked my number. I feel like James Harden. You blocked my jumper. Goddamn. Funeral.